0: Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Mr. Lawrence Nazare, the CEO of Continental Re. Lawrence, thank you very much for once again taking the time to update me with um, some of your knowledge in the reinsurance environment.
1: Yeah, thank, thanks, Tony, and thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure joining you.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, um, Lawrence. Um, we talking about a little bit about climate change and reinsurance. We've seen um in the last, it's not it's a well-known fact that the um, severity and the number of events in the weather-related um, environment has increased. and um you know it obviously affects um, everybody, including the insurance and the reinsurance industries etc so maybe you can just sort of give us a little bit of your understanding as how do these events influence um the reinsurance environment locally and globally
1: Uh, thanks very much uh Tony for that question um you know climate change as uh, all of us would appreciate i think uh, the impact in terms of uh, ferocity seems to be um you know, disproportionately more severe to what we are seeing from what the climate scientists are telling us. I think we all felt that this would be gradual and um, fairly innocuous in the beginning. But I think what we are seeing is uh, is coming out uh, with uh, a ferocity and intensity that uh, we all would never have imagined. Um, in terms of impact, uh, you did uh highlights to and correctly so that uh, we are looking at increased frequency we are looked at increased uh severity i think those two factors uh if you're looking at the reinsurance and insurance space uh have got a significant um uh, a significant factor in terms of us assessing the impact uh of such events you know our uh, severity does increase uh, the impact in terms of cost of individual uh, then events, and then if you got higher frequency of such high severity events, um, you do have a compounding effect in terms of uh, uh, the impact on the cost to the reinsurance and insurance industry, and uh, we are not uh, and have not been in the past uh, prepared for the kind of uh, that kind of scenario where we are seeing an increase in both intensity uh, and uh, frequency. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that does mean is um, the costing models that uh, we have had in the past are no longer applicable to the current environment. The price of insurance and reinsurance, particularly the catastrophe type insurance, I think uh, has gone through the roof and uh, this is, primarily you know the industry looking at responding or trying to respond uh, to this uh, you know uh, unprecedented uh, scenario uh tony i think you would have um, heard i think a lot of industry experts when we had a covid uh industry experts highlighting that this was a type of event that was not uh really insurable uh, mm-hmm. or one where the private sector could not carry the burden of loss and you needed to have the intervention of the public sector or of of governments. And I do have a feeling that going forward right now, in terms of um, um, protection for the kind of catastrophic events that we are seeing uh, being thrown at us by climate change, um, prior models of providing private capacity for risk transfer, or private risk transfer mechanisms for cat risk may no longer be um, a valid proposition for the private sector. I think uh, I will tell you, Tony, that if you look globally, particularly in North America, you have got, um, you know, traditional homeowners insurance entities in places like Florida and places like California, you know, pulling out of providing yeah. insurance because, uh, of the disproportionate impact of yeah. flooding, for instance, fires uh, mm-hmm. and so forth um, on their balance sheet. And I yeah. think this will continue, yes.
0: Yeah, so we'll absolutely. The mm. And then we obviously, you know, the uh, I think the important uh, um, part of what you were just saying is that the fact that one country has more natural catastrophe events than another it does not mean that the country that doesn't have that many or as severe is going to be immune to the fallout from this in terms of insurance and insurance pricing and insurability from the reinsurers' perspective.
1: No, Tony. Um, and uh, I think, Tony, the, 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 the way we are headed now, we used to have uh, a situation where we would say Africa, for instance. Um, we quite unexposed. Uh, we mm-hmm. felt that in terms of catastrophe risk, it was fairly benign. Uh, it's no longer the case. So what you're seeing, Tony, is um, the easy... so what you what you had in the past probably was um, a cross subsidisation of cat risk in certain territories by premiums or. By um, um, you know the spreading of that risk across the globe in territories with less benign exposure. Right mm-hmm. now, climate change makes this a global scenario, so it adds significantly onto the um, risk of um, you know uh, pervasive um, you know events across the whole globe. Um, but be that as it may, you know uh, the, your question. Really relates to whether or not you know one territory can now be excluded or can, um, you know, uh, viably be excluded. No, 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 no. Um, you know we are all contributing, particularly globally, into the same pool, into the mm-hmm. same catastrophe mm-hmm. pool, and ultimately, uh, as you would appreciate, the concept of insurance is that uh, you know many will pay for the misfortunes of a few. But yeah. uh, what we are seeing now is many actually paying for the misfortunes of many, and what that does lead to is uh, a significantly higher cost of providing yeah. um, you know catastrophe insurance and reinsurance. Not yeah. cat, uh, you know, insurance it, and reinsurance,
0: and that's then also obviously filters right down to the insured on the street because that risk has to be spread now. Lawrence D, from a reinsurance perspective, what role could and should the reinsurance industry play in this whole thing playing out now? Where, as you say, we might get to a point where these risks, some of these risks, are not insurable.
1: Uh, Tony, that's a good question. Uh, the role reinsurance used to play was really mainly ex ante; it was uh, reactive, where you actually Assisted in what I would call uh, disaster relief, or where you would pay for uh, the cost of disasters. I think going forward, um, because of the uh, wealth of information that reinsurance and insurance entities have accumulated over the years, uh, the deep understanding that we have got of um, you know managing catastrophe risk, the data that we have accumulated over the years, all the information. I think we are going to really play a central role in terms of making sure that uh, society or communities become more resilient. I think uh, here I'm talking about, uh, I'll give an example if you look at Mauritius for instance, um, the significant um, um, cyclone exposure to Mauritius has led to you know the upscaling upgrading of building standards to ensure that you are building. Quotes. Uh, uh, um, uh, only allow um, buildings that are resilient or that are resistant that can resist the impact of cyclones mm-hmm. I see globally uh, because of our understanding is reinsurance and insurance entities. Of um, you know the nature of uh, cat events, of their occurrence, their patterns, um, their p- potential impact, we can assist significantly in making sure that uh, communities, societies become more resilient in terms of um, um, you know not resisting but managing, uh, and also being able to adapt. To um, you know, uh, climate change uh, exposure. I think it's a critical role that we're going to have to play, uh, contributing to uh, the planning of uh, you know, um, adaptation initiatives by governments, looking, like I mentioned, building codes, looking at flood hazards where we cannot or we should not be constructing, how we should be constructing to ensure that we are less exposed uh, standards of construction of properties. Look at Morocco, for instance, um, where traditional uh, villages were obliterated in the earthquake how we can rebuild in a more resilient manner i think these are all the contributions that uh, insurance and reinsurance uh, can make and i think we have to do it uh in certain instances for selfish interests because yeah. the more resilient communities become the less exposed our balances are to yeah. um uh, you know losses whenever they occur. but yeah. i think that's a, that's, a, that's a critical role that uh we are going to have to to, to play.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if we look at you know what you were talking about Florida and that sort of thing and the fires, et cetera, in California and that, the obviously the insurance industry does not want to lose that business. And the um the state authorities would not want to leave the um those residents exposed. So it's a conversation between authorities, regulators, industry, business. Everybody has to come together, plus the reinsurance industry, to have this conversation about how do we do this.
1: Yes. I think we all have to collaborate in coming up with models to ensure that, um, you know, we are not exposing um, insurance sector to indeterminate risks. You know, are risks that are not really insurable in terms of uh, you know our balance sheets, but contributing to the formulation. Uh, And I I think a case in point is probably uh, PPPs in the forms of uh, you know global or national pools or regional pools, where you know you've got a multi-pronged approach. yeah. That uh, ensures that uh, you know communities are made more resilient. Um, that uh, you know there is enough capital, and then that when in fact these events happen, uh, that uh, there is a uh, coordinated uh, response to ensure that uh, communities and society uh, you know recovers uh, yeah. you know as rapidly as
0: possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like the the Nasria and the Sazria model that we've yes. seen um, yeah, in South Africa and Namibia. Yeah, I think um, definitely. Yeah, fascinating stuff and an interesting time to be in the insurance business and the reinsurance business, Lawrence, but um, thank you very much for your comments. And um, once again, thank you very much for um, supporting Covers initiative um, to uh, make sure that we get more comment from the reinsurance industry on this. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome, uh Tony. And I think thanks for having me uh and allow me the opportunity to contribute. Uh always a pleasure, like I mentioned at the beginning, to be chatting with you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lawrence.
1: Okay, keep all Tony. Bye.